If you're looking for a new way to support SideMission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. Uh, like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just one of the boys, Kyle Lynch. And Kyle, today we had a new PlayStation State of Play. And while I think that we both agree that there were certainly some games on there that caught our attention and there are games that we're excited about, I know that both of us kind of came away feeling a little disappointed with this state of play and it's kind of just a continuation of a frustration we've had specifically with Sony over probably the last seven or eight months with their state of play. So we'll just start right in. Um, before we get into really the games, Kyle, just overall takeaways. I know that we are both frustrated with the fact that once again, another Sony state of play has come and gone. And a lot of it was focused on games that are in development that don't really have a release date. Yeah, that was honestly my biggest disappointment was when I, you know, saw games like Silent Hill 2 and Stellar Blade, you know, these games that are not Stellar Blade. Um, Oh, man, dude, I can't even remember these. We just watched this and I'm just I'm so mad at how we literally saw, you know, three games that were good, a couple indie games that I didn't really care about, that one anime game I didn't care about, and ZZZ, uh, yeah. a bunch of trailers for games we already know that are coming, like, Death Stranding being 2025 is one thing, but the rest of the games, I mean, really, all I can think of is Silent Hill, it's, you know, there was, that was the only one that I was interested in, but the rest of the games, period, just said in development or 2024 there was no definitive you know month or even date unless there were games that we already knew about and that's what i was just gonna say was that's kind of my bigger issue with this event is we got like three release dates and i believe they were foam stars rise of the ronin and dragon's dogma 2 and the problem is we already knew the release dates for all three of those games. Like Foam Stars literally drops in five days. At the time of recording. By the time this episode's out, maybe it's already out, but it drops in like five or six days. And that's not acceptable, in my opinion. That's that's not okay that they are relying on games that we already know the release dates for as like the main carrying it. And we'll be honest here. Death Stranding 2 was clearly expected to carry a majority of this state of play because it was given about a 10 minute segment. And what we saw was really damn good. What we saw was a really damn good looking game. And it's going to be, looks like a lot of the same from the first game, which has obviously become a little bit of a cult classic and a cult hit, whereas it didn't do great with reviewers, but it seems like everyone that has played it has overwhelmingly loved it. At least the people that have finished the game. I know people that have started it, but it wasn't really for them. And they kind of ended up just stopped playing it, but people that have made it all the way through the game have loved it. And it looks like it's going to be awesome. It looks like Troy Baker is going to be back and reprising his role as Higgs. And that's awesome. But, we then get hit with 2025, and Kyle, this is kind of a point that I brought up around game around uh, the Game Awards time, uh, you know, about a, literally about a month ago at this time, a little over a month ago. Why did we not get this trailer at the Game Awards? Why? Because 
from my perspective, and Kyle, you tell me if I'm off base or if you agree, I would have felt a lot better getting this trailer at the Game Awards and then telling us, hey, it's coming in 2025 versus now it feels like we're not going to get this game until November of 2025. And that's when you think about it. Essentially, you're waiting almost two years. Yeah, it it's frustrating that, you know, we keep getting these state of plays and I expect them to have some, you know, really big stuff being shown, which Death Stranding 2, I think, is is pretty big. But I really am expecting more out of Sony. I mean, man, look at look at how they how look at how they started the PS5. I mean, they came out swinging for a few years with, you know, a lot of big games, and their state of plays, their showcases were incredible, man. And Lately, I just haven't been feeling that from them. This one especially, I think. It's annoying seeing trailers for games that, like you said, are literally coming out in five days. Or the fact that they're dedicating a whole, you know, part two to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which drops in three weeks. Yep. That, I just... I, I want to see new games getting announced with release dates. And if you don't have release dates for those games, then wait. And if you don't have enough games with release dates, don't do a showcase. Maybe just tweet out a couple of trailers. Yeah, I'm with you. I just I came away from this 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 state of play ultimately just feeling a lot of disappointment because the the catch line or the, the tagline for this state of play, if you remember, Kyle was taking an in-depth look at games coming in 2024 and beyond. And to be honest, we didn't get many solidified release dates. And that's the big issue because, Kyle, as we've learned, when you just say coming in 2024, we know what that means. That means that it's currently still being developed and you are leaving yourself room as the developer to delay it to 2025. Mm-hmm. And that's a big issue. That's 100%. If people, if people that play games have not realized that, that's what that means. When, when they say, hey, it's coming in fall 2024, it's coming in winter 2025, what they are doing is they are leaving themselves room to be able to delay it. They're leaving themselves room to where, hey, if it's supposed to come in December, but it's not ready, they're giving themselves some leeway to where they can delay it to February and essentially not really have to face any flack at all because of it. And that, for me personally, is something I've gotten a little fed up with, is don't show us a hard trailer, don't show us gameplay if you're not ready to give us a release date. And I don't think that's asking, Kyle, that's not, I don't think that's asking too much of developers. Not at all. I mean, look at the way Nintendo does it. We talked about it earlier about how Nintendo waits to show a game until they are ready to give us a release date. And if not, you know, they get serious backlash for it because nobody has forgotten about Metroid Prime 4. And the fact that they just released a title card for a game that eventually got scrapped and had to start over, it has been one of their biggest mistakes because people are still hammering them saying where is this game where is it we're going on your next console launch and this game still is not out and i think they learned from that because look at all the games that they show us from 
when they announced Metroid Prime 4, they have release dates. Even the last Nintendo Direct, I mean, all, all the games that they showed had release dates. And I don't know what Nintendo has coming for the summer. However, I believe that sometime in the spring, they'll probably have a Direct to show us what they've got coming in the summer. That's kind of what I expected from Sony with this state of play, is to say, hey, since you're showing me this now, I'm assuming this is going to be what you have coming in the spring and summer, and all you said was 2024 for most of these. Uh, March is really when the biggest um, pile-on of games come in. But beyond March, I really don't know what they've got going on, and I was kind of hoping that's what this was going to be. I was kind of hoping that this was going to tell us, hey, these are spring games, these are summer games, or, you know, even months. I would be okay with you saying, you know, March, April, May, June, July, but just saying 2024, or even worse, I think the biggest sin is saying in development for PS5. We're just telling you that we're working on this game. That's awesome to build hype for that, but Number one, it could have been a tweet. Yeah, didn't need to be an event. And number two, I kind of, I've grown out of that whole knowing that this game is being made. I would rather just be surprised when the game is four to six months from release. So you can give me a date because I'm still going to be hyped about the game regardless. I'm still going to buy it and I don't think you telling me three years in advance is going to change the sales. No, it's not. It, it doesn't at all. And that's that's the thing that's really frustrating here is there's no real reason to show us some of these games. Like, I, I, the one that I sticks, sticks out the most as far as a game that I thought looked awesome that I think it just said in development was Judas. Uh, the newest game from Ken Levine that's yes. from the creators of Bioshock. Like, that game looks awesome. Looks like the art, the art style kind of has a lot of that Bioshock feel to it, whether it's Bioshock Infinite or the first two Bioshocks. Has a very similar feel and art style to that. It looks like it's going to have a similar kind of combat style to that. But then we just get told that it's in development, and we're like, okay, so should we just not expect it till 2026? Like, get, like why, why show us this? if you were not prepared to give us a little bit more of an update on it, it's kind of the same thing with like with silent Hill two and, and, and with a lot of these other games shown, like I'll be honest. And I said this months ago, Kyle, and I think you remember when I said this and, and I told you this earlier when we spoke about it, when we spoke about it after how stacked 2023 was and how little we knew about 2024. I was concerned that 2024 could be a step back for gaming. And so far, We've not played Suicide Squad. It hasn't released yet, but we've seen a lot of the early reactions to it. So far, based on that, and based on the fact that we're not technically getting our first full new release until February 2nd, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about 2024 as a whole. I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is expected to carry a lot of this year. I think Dragon's Dogma 2 is expected to carry a lot of this year. I think a game like Rise of the Ronin is unfortunately being expected to carry a lot of this year. But the problem is, that's all stuff that is coming within the next two months. That is not stuff that's like, oh, one of these is in February, one is in June, and one is in October. No, that is all stuff that is coming within the next two months. We know virtually nothing that is coming from May on. 
We know virtually nothing. And that's not good. That does not fill me with confidence for games that are going to be releasing. Because at this time last year, we knew about Lies of P. We knew about Armored Core 6. We knew about Tears of the Kingdom. We knew about Mario Bros. Wonder. We knew about a lot of this stuff at this time last year. We knew about a lot of that stuff that was coming later in the year. We have no idea what's coming this year. And that's kind of scary, Kyle. Yeah, I also, uh, I just want to... backtrack something real fast and uh i actually had no idea um i was just an idiot i guess and wasn't paying attention that closely but during the state of play they announced a silent hill game that is going to be free to play yes now i'm a little embarrassed because i did not give them credit for this it is available now which is cool. Which that, is great. I did not know that. Which that's cool. That is one, one positive. I have a new game to play, and I am excited to play that. That's cool. I think it's going to be like a short game. It didn't look like it was going to be like a full fledged Silent Hill game. I think it's just you know like a, a short spinoff. But that's something. Now seeing Silent Hill two, you know, obviously being remade, that was a heavy hitter. And when it said in development. I was mad because it's cool. You got gameplay. You showed me how the game looks and everything, but you don't even have a you don't even have a year. You don't even have a release date, and you're showing you're showing this to me. Like now, you got me excited, and I have no idea when this is coming out. It's annoying, and also we don't factor in the look at some games like Beyond Good and Evil Two. I don't know if that game will ever come out, and how annoying is it that we got a great trailer for a game that will never come out? Yep, that's the that that is the exact game I reference when it comes to people that are like, "Oh, we'll just trust the developers, and that they showed us this for a reason." We got an gr- amazing trailer, one of the best trailers of all time, to reveal Beyond Good and Evil Two. We will never play that game. Yep, and look at Skull and Bones. That game took a decade. It took ten years to make that game. Because, you know, we got a couple of really cool trailers a long time ago. And, you know, back when, like, you know, it might have been before Sea of Thieves, honestly. But, I mean, that game, you know, looked great. And then it just took so long for them to actually roll it out that it lost so much hype. And I honestly think that game is going to bomb. Also, because I played the beta and it just looks bad. But... Yeah, that's the downfall of announcing a game that is years away from release. Is you could you could be doing the very opposite of what you're trying to do. You could kill the hype because everybody waits so long; they just kind of forget about it. You know, these games that get announced that are you know, like I said, four to six months away from release. I don't forget about those because. They're close. I, I'm excited. I, I, you know, I'm ready to play them, and I, I don't know. I, I'm excited that these games are being made. That a lot of these games are in development. But I feel like in a couple months, I'm just gonna forget about it until two years from now when they show us, hey, we have another trailer and a release date. And can I be honest? That's not a good thing. Like there are people that will spin that and will say. Oh, well, you forget about you'll forget about it, which means that you'll be surprised by it. That's not a good thing. Not That's not a good thing. I I like looking forward to games. Do you want to know one thing that is coming out in a couple years that nobody's nobody's gonna forget? Grand Theft Auto Six. 
That got yep. renounced, and a trailer, a full trailer was released with a vague release date. Nobody's going to forget that. The problem is a lot of the stuff they showed today is stuff that is down the road not going to be thought of. Like, I'm just going to be honest. That ZZZ game, I don't think anybody's thinking about that down the road. I think that, sure, Death Stranding 2 gets remembered, but I think you go back into the criticism of why was this not shown during the Game Awards? Because in December of 2023, I can palette that a little bit better of, hey, it's probably not coming until late 2025 versus you show it, you wait deliberately to show it in January of 2024. That tells me, hey, we're close. We're close and we're almost ready to give you a full release date. And then you hit us with that bullshit. Like, why did you wait which gives off the, the the thought that hey, this game is almost ready to we're almost ready to announce it. Like I and Kyle, we talked about this for Death Stranding too. I went into this year thinking, man, I think that's going to be one of the biggest surprises we get this year. Is it's going to come out this year? Nope, probably not going to happen until late 2025, and that's really disappointing. And again, there were really good games that were shown. Judas looks good. Foam Stars looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and free to play. That's a big, big plus that it's free to play and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Rise of the Ronin looks like some kind of Ghost of Tsushima, Sekiro, Assassin's Creed, like <laughs> mishmash. And that looks awesome. I like that. I'm excited for Rise of the Ronin. And I'm hopeful, because Kyle, I know you brought it up in our group chat. I'm hopeful that what we're seeing is an earlier build of the game and that it will look better on launch. I am hopeful for that. Yes. That being said, you did have a legitimate criticism that it didn't look next gen, and I think that is a fair criticism. Yeah, I and and also like you know, I, I don't I don't know if this game is PS5 exclusive. I'll need to look at that. Um, I think it is. I'll look it up while you're talking. If it is, then I feel like that it, that's even more of a criticism. Is like why is this game next gen if it doesn't you know if it's not taking advantage of the next gen capabilities, and why is it going to be full price? It is PS5 exclusive. It was built exclusively okay, yeah. for the PS5. I hope it looks better. Now, graphics do not make a game. Because there are games that look... Callista Protocol looked fantastic. That game looked incredible. But it was garbage. It was hot trash. And this game might not look next-gen, but the gameplay could be fantastic and absolutely make that not matter, you know? I I would like to see more P I you know, and I think we are seeing a little bit of it, but I like to see more PS five exclusive games coming, and that's what I really want from these state of plays is to see these big PS five games I, I bought this console for and I wanna see when they're like I don't know, I I feel like Sony's starting to do what Nintendo did a couple years ago where they're just kind of falling you know, back on remasters and remakes and a couple of couple of big games, but you know, Until Dawn PS5 is really cool. I'm excited to play that, but that was again something that could have you know could have been a tweet because it's just it's just a remaster of a really old game. I think it'll be fun, and I am excited to see uh, the movie they're doing. You know, we got to review that. Oh, we will, absolutely. I I think Until Dawn for PS5, to cut you off just for a second, I'll let you get back to it. I think, PS, I think Until Dawn for PS5 is cool, but if that's one of your big reveals, that says a lot about the state of where a lot of your games are. Yeah, and 
you know the the Sonic game was cool, but that that was something that was a little bit weird. Is like I I hate seeing you know like Sony's state of play or Sony showcase, and then I see like games are gonna be on other consoles. Um, but it was cool seeing that. I'm excited for that, and I think that one had a release date. But I'm more so excited to see what the Sony first parties are working on, or what what's going to be exclusive to the PlayStation. And I I feel like this state of play was very underwhelming compared to what we were getting a few years ago it's weird how they're they're really switching places with nintendo because nintendo's doing great whereas a couple of years ago they were not doing so hot and now i mean they're putting out some pretty great games i think it's because they're getting ready for the end of the switch and the beginning of the switch yeah. too well, I, I so I have a belief on that. I, I think that a lot of it is because gaming is a lot like sports in the sense that it's very cyclical. Like you go through you go through different um, different power positions, uh, and you, you can go back. I mean, the Xbox 360 dominated that console era. It was the best console. It it, it legitimized and really revolutionized online gaming. That was the beginning and really the peak, or the, I guess the ascension of online gaming really was there. Uh, the PS4 proceeded to win its next, proceeded to win its generation, and a lot of that was helped because of Don Matrick and the horrendous 2013 E3 presentation of the Xbox One, but the PS4 went on to also have several bangers, like Last of Us Remastered, like Spider-Man PS4, like God of War 2018. It proceeded to have several go-to exclusives that made that the best console. Now... I think that the PS5 is still head and shoulders above the Xbox Series S and Series X right now. But this is where we talked about it a couple months back. And we said that Sony, if they're not careful, could be leaving that door open for Xbox to come back. And PAL World is the beginning of that comeback, in my opinion. Because PAL World has, gone, has just absolutely taken over gaming by storm. It's taken it's the industry by storm. And it is nowhere to be found on a PlayStation console. And I don't believe that at this current time there are plans for it to come to PlayStation. So that can always change. If that has changed within the last 24 to 48 hours, then forgive me. But based on everything I've looked up and read, it looks like there are no plans at this current point in time for it to come to PlayStation. Which is a big move for Xbox. The fact that it's on Game Pass and it's free PlayStation is low key, Kyle. They've left the door open for Xbox. Yeah, and, and if Power World, sorry. if Power World, no, you're good, man. I'll let you. I'll let you go as soon as I get done. If Power World is the beginning of that, and Xbox has more coming down the pipe that's like that, Xbox could slowly creep back in and steal this ge this generation. Yeah, big facts. Uh, speaking of Power World, uh, you know, Xbox is actually working directly with um, the company that makes the game. And I, I believe they're an indie studio, but I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox just was like, hey, let's acquisition you. And 19 million people have bought this game. The numbers were just released today, and that is huge. That is a big, big win with Xbox now, because I, I think that they see the potential in it, which is why... Their studios are now working directly with the devs to help support the game, bring updates to it constantly, and they're actually, it was now say, they're getting dedicated servers on Xbox, which I I said it on the episode that should have been there from launch, yep. but 
that's a big win. That is going to severely increase the um, the quality of this game. Being able to go online and play when your friends aren't on there, you know, you can play in the same world. That's gonna be this is gonna be nuts. It's gonna be great. And Xbox really could take you know take this Steam and keep on rolling with it. Come on, show us an event, Xbox. Come out and. Give us a ton of first-party games. Give us release dates. Make them all this year. You know, I don't care if the release date is September. If you've got a release date, it's better than just 2024. You know, they really have an opening right now. Absolutely, they do. I mean, this is... Again, it's an interesting time to be a gamer because I feel like Xbox, they've right now... If Power World releases in full this year, Kyle... That's a game of the year contender. Let's just call it what it is. That that's a game of the year contender, whether people want to admit it or not. That's a game of the year contender if it releases in full this year and it gets out of that early access. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, not the best state of play. I'm going to be real, real honest. I've called it a bottom three state of play that we've gotten all time. It might be the worst one that we've gotten of all time. And that's coming from somebody who I loved what we saw from Judas. I really am excited for Rise of the Ronin. I'm looking forward to Dragon's Dogma 2. And, and and as somebody who still has to finish Death Stranding, and now I'm I'm a little bit more motivated now to finish it because now I know when it's coming or roughly when it's coming. Uh, pause on that, but but that's that's professional. But but I just I want more clarity and more transparency from Sony. I want more of that. Are we entitled to it? Of course we're not entitled to it. But at the end of the day, as consumers. This is where you start to see those Xbox Xbox starts to look a little bit better when you have a game like Power World that's available right now for free. It's a little bit more enticing for me to go play my Xbox right now than my PlayStation because there's just not real a real reason to play it right now. And I hate to say that as someone who loves Sony as much as I do. I love all three of my consoles and my and my gaming laptop. But right now, Kyle, we've got to see some improvement for Sony, and I hope it comes soon because they certainly need it. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. And follow us on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For one of the boys, Kyle, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.